Wardcast episode 188. Go! I'm Dylan Vento. And may the fourth be with you, gentlemen. Oh, man, I forgot. I'm joined by Nelson Johnson. Hi. How you doing? Uh, the force is with me and also with you. Oh, okay. Well, thank you. Yeah. Praise be. Praise t- to him. To Lord Vader. Wait. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, uh, to St. Lucas. St. Mm, no. 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 <laughs> he started good and then he <laughs> and fell apart. Bad. Yeah. Just like Lucifer fallen from heaven. There you go. There you go. I just compared George Lucas to Satan. How well, are you doing, Jeff Steger? I'm doing great. I also forgot it was May the 4th. Yeah. I mean, who cares? Star Wars fans. I have a Star Wars tattoo, and it does not, apparently doesn't <laughs> mean anything. It vi- didn't vibrate yeah. <laughs> on May the 4th? It should. It should. Yeah. My arm should just take it's off like the morning falling. Yeah. Yeah, it should. Um, Alex Damrath couldn't join us today because uh, his uh, lightsaber's broken. Damn. What a he, shame. He literally tweeted this morning. He's like, oh, I ordered all these lightsaber parts a couple weeks ago without thinking that May the 4th day was coming, and they were all going to be on sale. Uh, so here I am. Oh no! Nelson's oh, now gotta, I need to buy lightsaber parts. N- Nelson's got to run to uh, lightsabers R S. Yes, yeah, that's yep. it. That's yeah, the one. Lightsabers R S. That's the one. Yeah, popular uh, retail outlet. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, not hit by uh, economy eco- economic issues at yeah, all. Yeah, it's it's lipstick economy applies to <laughs> to lightsaber parts. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Honestly, lightsaber economy. Lightsaber economy. Yeah. Jeff. How Dylan. you doing? I'm great. <laughs> Dylan? Dylan. Dylan. Jeff. Dylan. Nelson? Dylan. Nelson. Jeff? Dylan. Jeff. Oh, Dylan. Nelson. I'm doing great. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'm Good. glad. Good. Uh, welcome. Welcome back. Glad to have you back. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, I heard I heard a little uh-huh. bird told me mm. that someone in this room hasn't seen the Sonic trailer. <laughs> oh, goodness. <sighs> oh, yes. So someone Where would needs, you ever heard that, Dylan? Uh, from uh, uh, one Jeff Steger. Jeff? <laughs> what is Sonic? So- I'm, uh, honestly, I'm good question. Excited to get into this mess. He, he's the blue blur. Mm. He is. So funny, in Smallville, they call Superman the red blue blur before they finally call him Superman. And that messed me up for about four years. You really have to work a Smallville reference. I mean, what's the difference oh, yeah, between Superman and Sonic, really? uh chili dogs there you go <laughs> yeah yeah definitely chili dogs i mean green hill zone smallville is basically the same thing <laughs> might as well be the same all right so you literally haven't seen it no i have not seen it. i seen mean pictures. i've seen stills you, you've seen um, the glory of, of i've seen all the sonic teeth, teeth, i've seen teeth, the the teeth. meme recreations with you know the guy from cars and all that stuff that one's actually really good <laughs> Did was, you see that one else? No. it was great i oh. heard there was one with uh will smith as genie and i was like oh okay That's, well that was a big so. that was going back when they first revealed the genie yeah. and then they photoshopped genie's head onto the silhouette of Sonic. fantastic it's fantastic uh really like the i do you know what youtube channel that was the one that has lightning mcqueen oh i can't remember oh god it's like sonic he's like it, it's it's a part where he's running down the road but instead uh-huh. it's like terrible like 3d models yeah and it's sonic like running down the road and then eggman like his video game depiction just like comes up out of the ground just like clips through yeah, the ground t-posing and i <laughs> knew it i knew it yeah they're both t-posing and then he his arms come in and claps sonic <laughs> and squishes him 
And so now he's just a flat 2D oh, version God. of the same model, and he starts running again. Yeah, and then Lightning McQueen shows up and then eats Sonic, and then he goes, gotta go fast, and then flies into the air. Yep. Okay. And, so, and uh, right. Lightning McQueen's faster than Sonic too, which oh. I, which I got a kick out of. I, is he faster, or did he consume Sonic and thus consume? He was his as power? fast as Sonic, and oh. then consumed him and became double. My fast. understanding was okay. even though he ate Sonic, Sonic was still a passenger. Okay. Ooh. That's how it works in cars. Uh, yeah. That's you seen that cars car. theory where it's like the people are inside the the cars. I've never heard that because the the it's like this weird fan theory where like the cars universe like the world is super polluted and people can't exist and survive outside so they like oh my god these car machines where like they have like a vr goggle like strapped <laughs> oh to their god. face and then projects out into the windshield and then there's like a system for like their digestive track and like their their arms articulating like connect to the wheels and in and i love fan theories is cars secretly a mecha anime because yeah, it's like a body horror. It's like a Guillermo del Toro body oh, horror. Kind then of I'm thing. more in. Okay, yeah, some, yeah. some Cronen. I think Cronenberg's behind all yeah, the Cars movies. Definitely, definitely. All right, so we're gonna have Cronenberg's Jeff watch cars. this trailer. Oh, I can't wait. I can. <laughs> I don't need to watch I it. I keep again. watching it. It's it's you got know, the it's best Sonic design. It's mm. so good. It, it's got at least it's at least my favorite Sonic design. Sure. I have I have like no real opinion for Sonic whatsoever. I don't like Sonic. I don't even I think it looks that bad. It does like look Sonic weird, either. given that I know what real Sonic looks like. But mm. uh, like if it wasn't Sonic, it would just it would just be your no your average whatever design. Yeah, that's I think that's the thing is like it could have been the like where the wild things are did yeah interesting yeah. like suits or whatever for theirs. Or it, no, I think it's suits and CG. Um, but this is just like oh. Oh damn! You don't look like a thing like real Sonic. <laughs> it's just weird and toothy. Yeah, I, lo- I love, love the, the teeth. teeth. The teeth I, I, are yeah. so good. Teeth. It's teeth. great. It also bothers me. Sorry, one thing because Nelson knows branding. It also bothers me. <laughs> Nelson does know branding. That this is fact. That the Sonic logo, the like head of Sonic, oh, like in the C, yeah. is not in the O. It would really? make way more sense if if it was in the O. Yeah, yeah. if his whole head just was a, in the O. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I think it works better in the C because like they're trying to do a cutaway. Like mm. like the negative space there works better than like if the O was the shape of his head. You know, now that the, I'm looking at this, the font looks just like the the fast food place. Oh God, a little bit. I mean, it's it's a thick like weighted font, well, yeah. but with two C's. But two. Yeah, Dan, that font <laughs> thick. <laughs> All right, you should probably Thick stop fonts. me from doing this. Right. Thick fonts is definitely my new Tumblr account. <laughs> I can't Thick do it fonts. anymore. No, it might be coming back. Did you hear about? Did you hear yeah. about this? Yeah. Yeah, they're uh, gonna be saved. Can we say that? Yeah. Yeah. Pornhub might buy Tumblr yeah. from Yahoo. Verizon's looking to sell. No, or from Verizon. From Verizon. Okay. Because yeah. Verizon bought Yahoo. That's what. And it then was. it became Oath. <laughs> An Oath, a Verizon company, uh, owns whatever vestiges of Yahoo still existed. Yeah. Yahoo became Oath. Yeah, I missed that. That's so weird. Yeah, I, so I, Yahoo's dead now. Basically, well, like, it I kind mean, of always Yahoo has been, Weather but... and some other stuff like still exists, but I don't Is know. It still like, branded how... as Yahoo. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Mm. Yeah, so I don't know where that stuff exists, but like Oath owns Flickr and Tumblr and all that stuff. Yeah, I I met someone on Train Jam who worked at a uh, Tumblr. Um, nice. He he told me how he uh. When the, when the uh, acquisition went through um, from Yahoo, um, 
there, the 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 founder of of Tumblr, who was still the CEO at the time, was on uh, vacation, oh, and no. all the employees got like really like spooked about like, oh, Yahoo's buying us. What does this mean? Is this bad news? And this guy's um, manager was like, no, it's fine. And then and he was in their New York office. And he was like, no, it's fine. Like, let's go out to lunch. Like, I'll treat everyone to lunch. We'll talk about it. And they, you know, talked about, like, what this means for future Tumblr, blah, blah, blah. He's like, let's just wait until whatever the guy's name was, the yeah. founder, comes back. And he'll talk us through this. And, like, we'll figure it out. And as soon as the guy came back, he, like, announced that he was leaving the company. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Goodness. That's a lot. Oh, uh, it's so good. Oh, that's a lot. So Sonic. 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 Jeff, are you ready? Uh, as ready as I'll ever be. We're gonna we're gonna need you to like stream of consciousness, tell us your impressions as as they come forth. You ready? Oh, I'm ready. Oh, okay. I'm gonna start now. What the Sonic goes seven hundred sixty miles an hour. Is that his top that's, speed? That's fact. I think this is like casual speed. Yeah, probably. A stroll. Oh wait, here it here it is. I mean this move this music's really intense for Oh it gets better. The it branding does. that I've known previously. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did know about this. He, he did also just say gotta oh, go man. fast. I don't know if that came across, but he did it. So he has EMP pulses for some reason. Yeah. Also, I don't know where the electricity stuff is from. This needs someone who can figure out exactly what we're doing. Oh, good. Glad the military's in on this. This is incredible. No choice. So bad. What the? Are you in charge here? Robotnik is styling. My wrong. I'm in charge. Allow me to clarify. In a sequentially ranked hierarchy based on level of critical importance, the disparity between us is too vast to quantify. Agent Stone, the doctor yep. thinks you're basic. Listen, pal, I don't know. Thinks Neil McDonough is basic. How dare? How Nobody dare he? Cares. Also, I'm mad that this Robotnik looks like if I redesigned Robotnik. Uh, meow. <laughs> 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 they shot him. God, okay, he's like. Human proportions really kill it's me. Really <laughs> fucking that shot, weird. that shot right there with Sonic sitting in the car, yeah. is the worst shot in the film. It's a bad one. It just looks like like oh, is that all you got? terrible. Yeah. No, but thank you for asking. Alternatively, this is one of the best parts of the trailer. Yeah. Whatever this creature is, our job is to secure it. What is this blue strand they keep picking up? It's his needles. Makes it tick. Oh, he has needles. Yeah, he has. He's a hedgehog. He's a hedgehog. It's just no one ever. I fucking he was, hate the he, ring thing. I'm sorry. You Wait. hate that over the gangster's paradise oh, coming no, into the... Oh, no, I love it all. And also, the this actually makes me mad. Rings are teleporters? Just It's a whole... Portals? We'll talk about it. That actively makes me mad. Is he the that Flash? So How can he pause time? It's ridiculous. It's like, why, oh. even, why even exist at this point? This is worse than I thought it Hold was. On. Stay in there. Oh, wait, no. We gotta go through this scene first. How much longer? I can't breathe in here. Do you have your child in that bag? No. I mean, yes, it's a child, but it's not mine. I feel like he could have diffused that way better. Yeah, as a police officer. An old ham sandwich. Oh, here it is. Uh. Sure. Okay. Woo. Okay. That last shot, I want to. I want this to be a. Um. Wait, hold on. Has everybody seen Avengers Endgame? Oh yes. Okay. Are you? I'm not gonna spoil it. Okay. 
sorry let me let me backtrack to something else i want this to be like other trailers where like they sh- they only showed you a fourth of the movie and then all of it is that bullshit like crazy robotnik at, at the, the very end. end yeah i want that yeah no i do too that, that would i'm cool. super into yeah i love trailers that like create false expectations not in a bad way but like mm-hmm. make you think like oh this is what the movie's going to be about that's and, my favorite thing and they completely destroy it like oh, yeah that's my favorite i actually thing. avoid trailers for the most part because i just don't want the movie i to wish be i avoided more about endgame not going to talk specifics about endgame but like i actually didn't watch any endgame trailers i knew a lot about endgame going in like I from knew like a lot and was still surprised set shots and stuff like that and yeah it's kind of like okay this is what they're going to do now blah 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 um what'd you think jeff well that yeah so i'm not surprised at all the military's in that that seems like a very you know hollywood direction to take yeah i got very suicide squad like (laughs) oh we're gonna have the board meeting Um, in the pentagon but yeah (laughs) the way that they took elements of the game and added new things here is interesting like the ring portals and the needles so apparently that's a thing does he always the ring portals the ring portals is a thing in like sonic 3 like giant rings teleport him oh. like at the end of levels and stuff. Oh. So like, that's not entirely like I didn't know that out of like the question. Like that's not like something they made from whole cloth, but it does seem out of context weird. Yes. There's so many questions like like um, all right. So he implies that he has to save their planet. Okay. From who? Where is he from? Right. Because Sonic does not take place on Earth. Correct. The games. Yes, it takes right. place on a. Uh, it's like a, a mansion known as the Green Hill or something Zone. like that, right? It's called. It's a planet called Mobius. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, it's actually named. Yeah. 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 So like, it, so it's like known thing. So like, it's Sonic. Oh, the lore of Sonic is very it's deep. deep and vast. <laughs> it's and and very gross. It's yeah. like a polluted ocean. Mm-hmm. Um, so of uh, fan art implications. Okay, is he an alien? Is he from another dimension? Is he like where? Does, how does Doctor Robotnik? Because I like the idea that dr robotnik is like an actual human that was just driven insane and yeah. somehow ends up on mobius yeah and yeah. like this is actually like a dr robotnik origin story that'd be cool is this like infinity war where like we find out it's a hero's journey but dr robotnik is the one going on the hero's journey yes i love it i'm I, back on board now i think i would be i would be in sonic that. is the villain sonic has always been the villain <laughs> I'm kidding. um yeah i mean if you're a nintendo fanboy um i like at no point in that movie, so a lot of people were like, that's a lot of Jim Carrey in that trailer. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, he's the only person that can really carry that trailer. Yeah. Because James Marston can't do it. No one else no. was interesting. I that, mean, aside from the CG, that... blue boy, but... Uh... <laughs> I mean, but even like... no one, Nothing else in that trailer is interesting. Ben Schwartz, I guess, does an okay job, but they don't like... The, he's in maybe like a fourth of that trailer. Sure. Also, Sonic Design good or bad amazing my bad, favorite bad. sonic design it's very bad it's it's incredibly like it's, bad it's, it's, it's amazing it's, bad. it's amazing because it's bad <laughs> it's really but bad. like it is bad so i think it's even worse just because it's so it's like aggressively mediocre it's that like, is my favorite phrase i've been saying that for like 10 years that is my favorite goddamn phrase sorry because like it like it could be worse i've seen sonic fan art uh whoa i mean heaven wheel a Tumblr. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've seen Roos the Don't see it anymore, though, huh? <laughs> yeah, no. It's my own account got... Oh, uh, I mean, a friend of mine. Yeah, it's uh-huh. it's bad. It's it looks And like, I'm sad that they're changing it, too. <laughs> so, on 
on that in a second, but it looks like a weird onesie with like a uber realistic mask and the eyes are freaking me out. It really does look yeah, it looks like some guy in a mascot it's, costume. It's the thing. mouth. It's the mouth that bothers me. It's that his his in like real t- realistic teeth are not like it's the way his the lower half of his face like articulates mm-hmm. and just like that scene where he's sitting in the car next to James Marston and it's looking at weird. him. Like I know it's like they're still in post production, mm-hmm. like they're still working on you know the CG, and now they have to work on it even more. Yeah, but like he looked, it looked bad. Like it looked mm-hmm. very unnatural. Like the way he was, like just his idle animation, just sitting there. He was just like, it yeah. looked like something out of a directed video. Yeah, specifically that thing. I think yeah. overall, overall, like it just didn't feel. It doesn't feel fun. Like there's there's not much there that's like ooh, I. I might want to go see this. Right. There's the one shot of him doing the spin attack, which is cool. Yeah. They do the sound, but then it's just like, okay. People that don't like Sonic don't really have a reason to come see this from the trailer. That's 100% true. And the people that do like Sonic also don't have a reason (laughs) to come see it. (laughs) I mean, they have Robotnik, basically. Yeah. Robotnik looks very good. What if you like the best part? Yeah. What if you like Sonic and then you hate Jim Carrey? Well, you're out of luck. Yeah. I mean... No movies for you. At least you got that measles vaccination. <laughs> Woof. <laughs> I think the thing that bothers me more actually about his face, I guess maybe I've just gotten acclimated to his face, but his body is still so strangely proportioned like a human. Yeah. And not like the Sonic I have in my head. Yeah, it's re- it's real creepy. Oh, I thought it's we were talking creepy. about Jim Carrey for a second. I was like, do you not like Jim Carrey's body <laughs> his proportions? His body proportions are perfect. <laughs> um, Adonis among men. <laughs> God, Carrey. Um... Yeah, so the design, they're going to redo it. They're going to completely redo it. The director yeah. came out and he was like, I've heard what you're all saying. Please stop shouting at me. You know, I wouldn't be surprised <sighs> if I think it was Will that said it was like they just had like a backup all along and they're just switching stuff out. I feel like that's way too conspiracy theory for me. Like, I mean, be- not, like not even like this was their plan, but just like, oh, in case they don't like in it, case we they don't have like, sure. double the amount of work. And I doubt they paid yeah. double to like a VFX studio to justify yeah. that like i feel like it, it really is like they had no idea how this was going to like mm-hmm. they, they were the wrong were, people making decisions yeah they were either like super confident or just like well this is what we decided upon and then it came out and they're like oh no people hate it how could we have foreseen this yeah it's not like people yeah. have been signaling that they hate it since like the first leaked image yeah it's like hundreds of artists that worked right. on it I are also in the, the back like we told you yeah what are you doing by the time the leaked image happened it probably was already done though Right. Mm, yeah. um, it's supposed to come out in like November of right. this year. Well, which we'll see. Allegedly. Uh, if they, I bet you they still hit that date and just completely overwork some VFX house. Yeah. It's also interesting because there's, uh, in response to everybody that's mad at Sonic looking the way Sonic does in this movie, uh, <laughs> there's people who are like, it's really interesting that like a month ago we were saying you should not change your uh change your like creative vision for anything sure and then now it's like no guys you need to fix sonic well it's like an argument is like is this a creative vision or is this like a boardroom decision like that was made like without any input yeah like was this just rubber did it get overridden is it rubber stamped every step of the way and just like designed by committee yeah Um, well so that's the interesting thing is because in the tweet from the director it's like everybody at sega and paramount are committed to making this right 
And then it was like hashtag gotta fix fast, which also terrible, bad, terrible, bad, um, super bad. Uh, so I'm curious what the boardroom meetings were like after this trailer came out. And if they had they were to, all Skype calls, it was like the director yeah. being like, boop, 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 guys, wake we up. Have, we have to fix it. Everything's Fast. on fire. Yeah. Everyone hates me. <laughs> I don't they get said why I they killed hate it. Sonic. <laughs> I mean, he shot Sonic. It did. Also, this movie turns out to be about police brutality. I'll be back on board. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, be. I saw something to that effect on Twitter that had me really rolling my eyes of uh, the, the fact that it's like a buddy cop, you know, kind of feel. Uh, there's a le- there's a greater than zero chance uh, that cop will say something to the effect of blue lives matter throughout the film. And yeah. I was like, oh, God. No. <laughs> That'll be bad. I never thought about this. Yeah, sorry to, Sonic. Oh, sorry to put that in your Sonic head. is the thin blue line. Wow. Right? That's I mean, good, now, that, yeah, now wow. that you hear that, it's like, God, that, that could happen and that would be terrible. That would be terrible and a thing that Paramount probably wants to happen. The rings around the son- the the Paramount logo though. That was good. I was in, that was I was, was inspired. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. You, you just the gangsters paradise. Also inspired? What? It's so what weird. It's so weird. Why? It's so weird. Why? I don't know how to feel Is about Sonic it. Sonic a gangster? No. Ah! Not no. not in any game. Shadow, though. Shadow, on the other hand. Shadow. They gave him a Glock did you, hardcore. Did you see that uh, tweet from Tommy Wiseau? Oh, yeah. Where that was incredible. That was pretty what good. Was it? It's it, a picture of him, and then uh, with a picture of Sonic, or I mean, Shadow. Yeah, just mm-hmm. right next to each other. That's all he posted. That's, that's the picture. It was just sure. a picture of Shadow and himself. Sure. And then, and then the guy, the actor that played Mark in the room, was a picture of him, and then a picture of Tails. That's all right. Yeah. Could you imagine Tommy Wiseau being the voice of Shadow? I could um, actually completely believe that. Yeah, I showed that Sonic. to my friends, and they were like, "Sonic, I hate you, <laughs> Sonic, Sonic. I was designed to destroy you, Sonic." That's really God. Oh hi, Rouge. Mm. <laughs> don't bring Rouge into this. Uh, oh hi, Omega. You can bring Omega into this. I don't care about. Yeah, I showed that to my friends, and he's and and my friend was like, "Who who would play Sonic in this?" terrible casting and i i don't know if you're familiar have you heard of fateful findings no oh man what is that is you that person that movie oh, okay it's about the same quality as the room um by a guy whose name escapes me right now okay. Bre- neil breen that's his name neil breen yeah he is that a person you know uh so you you've heard of him i've heard of neil breen because of uh your movie sucks it's he's incredible you yeah. should watch all his movies yeah. i've only seen one but I'm on board for the rest. Neil Breen is uh, the man, mm-hmm. the they're, myth. They're really bad. The Breen. I'll send you videos of okay. people breaking right. it down. Right. It's very good. These birds chirping outside are driving me up a fucking wall. I just, <laughs> I just need to point that out. Okay. Like, God damn it, nature. We're trying to record a <laughs> goddamn well, podcast. Like, much like Robotnik, if you capture them, you can turn them into, yeah, yeah. I don't know, energy or whatever. No, they put them in the robots. I don't is that what Robotnik I wants? I never liked energy? Sonic, guys. Well, so like Sonic 1, to the very least, maybe Sonic 2 as well, like the conceit was every time you beat a boss or like destroyed a robot, an animal was, comes out. there was an animal inside. Yeah. Because that's what you used to like power them. Ah. So it was so like this weird. like big environmentalist like kind of like messaging. Like Sonic was on the side of the animals and then Robotnik was on the side of like industry and, and futurism and, and pollution. Um, I... God, I'm really on board for the idea that like Robotnik gets trapped 
oh, God, in Sonic's yeah. world. And then yeah. like, it's just this fucking like wildy coyote and Roadrunner, like eternal struggle between the two. That would or, be like, great. Or like, maybe do like half the movie on Earth, half the movie on, on Mobius. Or that whole like final shot is just a dream sequence and they're going to, as a big fuck you to everyone. You're a monster. Yeah. That's your post-credit sequence. Mm-hmm. Dr. Robotnik will return. <laughs> and then it fades away into Ash. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. I'm so mad we can't talk about Endgame. Yeah, well. well uh, Another day. I think, I think soon. That'll, that'll happen soon. Um, we need everybody. I think... Uh, so... It's going to be bad, if that's what you're thinking. <laughs> no, I mean... Okay. I am already... I am committed... See, we have this podcast where oh. we have to watch video game movies. You do. Oh, right. You and, have to watch uh, this. You did that to yourself. No, I'm looking forward to okay, it. Okay, cool. It's good. Joe and Nick who are super pissed right now. Are they both Sonic fans? No, I think... Okay. I think... Because at this point, we've been watching very old films. We're like still in the 90s, right? Like mm-hmm. we've watched like seven or eight so far and like we're still in like 95, 96. And it's like, haha, watching these kind of out of date movies. Um i've we've spent zero dollars so far perfect um but now it's like dawning on them that they're gonna have to pay up for detective pikachu yep. which looks like a good movie yeah, yeah the sonic movie the monster hunter movie oh yeah the second tomb raider movie uh angry birds 2 I forgot, I forgot about Tomb Raider. That yeah. kind of just came and went. Oh, so the Rampage movie. Oh, wait, are they making a second oh, Tomb Raider? I, I actually yeah. saw Rampage. Don't watch that. Oh, I'm going oh, to. Oh, he has to. I'm going to. It's on HBO, but it's it probably not, won't be by the time no. we get to it. So. It's not even... So I went thinking it would be like fun bad, and it's just bad. Yeah. How about Skyscrapers? Anyone seen Skyscraper? I no. wanted to see that too. See, I love The Rock, so I'll be... I'll, I'll, I'll give it a movie a shot with The Rock. I am super on board for Hobbs and Shaw. That movie oh looks my good. God. The movie looks... Great! I'm really so excited. We need to stop that. showing new scenes and trailers because I'm like you're ruining like every funny moment in this. Yeah, I I'm agree. just not gonna watch anymore. Roman Reigns is in it. He is as like as the Rock's basically brother. himself. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty great. They're part of the same family. Like yeah, greater, they're like, actually cousins. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty. I started reading about. I forget what they're, they're Samoans. No, but like they're, uh, they're 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 family. Like the the mm, they're. I can't tell you the last tribe name. Tribe. Yeah, has a name. Yeah, and like a lot of them are wrestlers. It's really interesting because like The Rock is cousins with Roman Reigns and also I think might be cousin as well with uh, Nia Jax, who is also a wrestler. Okay. I cannot remember the Rock's her real name. father was also and a wrestler? The Rock's father was uh, Rocky Maivia. Yeah. And then when The Rock came out, I think he came out as Rocky Maivia as well. Um, and then there's... Hold on. There's... There's threads. And then there's the Usos, who I think are also cousins with Roman Reigns. And then there's a guy called Samoa Joe, Mm. who is not related to any of them. And it's fascinating because he's like the outcast Samoan wrestler. Sure. And his name is Samoa Samoa Joe. And then Roman Reigns' real name is Joe, and he is a Samoan. And it turned into a whole thing when they started a feud. Wrestling is fascinating, you guys. It's, It's... it's a lot. Mm-hmm. I I kind of wish I knew more about that, but it's it would be too much of an investment, I think, for me. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot. There. I I get it secondhand yeah. from other yeah, people from, from Giant for Bomb. The best. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. yeah. And then like they go on too long, and I kind of like rub my temples. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, we got to move on. Mm-hmm. And then Dan's like, let's talk about Metal Gear. I'm like, no, no, <laughs> let's talk about something else. Uh, if Anything anybody else. wants a podcast recommendation for uh, wrestling from a comedic standpoint, okay, tights and fights. Okay. It's very good. It's uh, basically three comedians that are just talking about wrestling in their words with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. Is it like 
up to it's date. A weekly. Okay. Yeah, it's a it's a weekly podcast. I don't know how you from do weekly fun. stuff like games. I get it. Like we got content for days, but yeah. like when it's like here's our weekly Harry Potter podcast. I'm like, what the fuck yeah, are you talking that blows about? My mind. Wait, yeah. does this exist? Oh, I'm sure. Probably. I'm sure. Yeah. And then it ends up just being like we read letters and I don't know. I could see that stretching itself into a year. Do you do you follow any Austin Creed content? Oh, up, yeah. up, down, down or anything? Yeah, yeah. I think that's an interesting overlap. It is. It's also really fascinating that they're just giving them money to go run with it. WWE? Gonna, yeah, WWE has been like just giving Austin Creed money to just to be, be like, a content go do creator. Up, up, down, down. Yeah, to go be a content creator. It's weird. <laughs> he even, okay. Hey guys, it's your boy, oh, Austin man. Creed. And then he always does the like, he always claps his hands or he puts his hands together, which is really fascinating because he's such a large man, muscle wise, that it's just like you doing that makes no sense. Like, I don't know how you can put how your arms together. How do physics work here? How do physics work? Um, also, met him. Super nice. Do you mean Super Matt nice. Pax? Do you mean Matt? I met him at MAGFest. Yeah. I was like, hey, man, good job doing the tag team stuff. And he was like, nah, man, it's the whole, it's the whole division. And I was like, damn. It's about, it's, about the, it's about the family. Yeah, it's about the family. All right. Well, anything else on Sonic? Well, you brought up something interesting that oh. I kind of wanted to talk on. Um, this kind of like, I forget, I forget how exactly you put it, but this idea of uh, like, who gives a shit what the movie is? It's for kids. Like, stop freaking out. Sonic fans yeah. versus like, oh, now they're going to go back and, and quote unquote do it right. Yeah. So there, So there's a weird thing where the movie doesn't really feel like it i don't know who this movie's for because it doesn't if necessarily it's, feel like it's for kids it does or doesn't it does, does not it's yeah there's not it's not like overwhelmingly kid like it's not and and the thing is like you can you can watch the trailer and then hear if you wanted to make a movie for kids you would not use gangsta's paradise you just you, uh, you just <laughs> want it because point. i don't think ha- i don't know any kids that I could go to like a middle school and be like, "Hey, kid, you like Coolio? Do you, do you like Coolio? Do you do you even know who Coolio is?" And it's like, "No, but Fortnite." Yeah, and then so and is then he friends it, with Ninja? Oh, probably. <laughs> and then it, he's it, probably sung one of his songs uncensored on a stream. Almost definitely. Um. So I just I watched this trailer and there's so many things that are for adults, but then the movie looks like it would be no fun for those adults. And there's nothing interesting about it that like brings kids into it other than, hey, look, it's a CG creature that said meow. I don't. Yeah. I mean, it's this weird thing of like, like you want if you want something. I read I read a tweet about how like people use, oh, it's for kids as shorthand for, oh, it's going to be bad. Like, sure. Like, yeah. Who cares? It's for children, which like doesn't give kids a lot of credit. credit. Yeah. Um, also it, I don't know. I've been, I've been kind of going back and forth about this kind of stuff. Cause like it then posits the question, well, is the MCU a kids or those right. kids movies? Right. And my in- instinctual opinion is no, mm-hmm. like they're like PG 13. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So like, yes, some kids can watch them, but it's not, it's not, you can't, I, you shouldn't really bring your 10 year old to like some of those. Yeah. Like just cause of like some of the themes, like obviously like I rewatched winter soldier, right? Mm-hmm. The other week. Fantastic. First of all, it's okay. I love winter soldier. Winter soldier shoots cap in the back. Yep. Multiple times. Yep. You see zero blood. Yep. You see zero bullet holes. Yep. You see zero like, like consequence of that action. So like in that sense, 
yes, that is that is a um, a, a censoring of sorts mm-hmm. for a younger audience. Mm-hmm. But like the themes of like death and sacrifice and right. a lot of other stuff in some of those movies are not for children. And then it gets even more muddy when you like start incorporating things like the Netflix TV shows, the Netflix yeah, MCU shows. Yeah, kids like, should never watch any Punisher of Punisher is definitely not for children. Right, Even right. like Dare- the first season of Daredevil, yeah. like... <laughs> there's murder. Yeah, there's there a is, lot like, of stuff. There is no, torture. Just the Jones, honestly. Yeah, yeah. There's That's... themes of sexual assault. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's... So it, 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 people, it is very pe- interesting. People I really respect mm-hmm. say that MCU, the MCU is our, our children's movies. Mm-hmm. So I I stop myself from being like no it's not, <laughs> but there's this part where it's like, uh, but like if you read about like why Disney acquired Marvel, it was like they needed a, they needed a like teenager young adult mm-hmm. slot for like yeah. their, their movie lineup, and they didn't have it right because right. like you know the the live action remakes of the Disney films like are obviously like that's those are for kids. Mm-hmm. Um, Aladdin is definitely a kids movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then they had like their more adult stuff with like their other whatever uh, production or movie houses they own that didn't have the Disney name directly tied to them. I forget right. like what they own specifically. I know what you're talking about that, yeah. But um, but they didn't have anything like in between those. And so it's like okay, well, like it just seems like it's really easy for people to say something is for kids without consequence. Yeah, and and I think one of the big things about one of the biggest arguments for me that ends up being like well no it's it's not just for kids it's like what do you take out of it because if you can watch something like steven universe and then take out all of these things about like uh basically trans equality and stuff like that yeah like there's a lot there that a kid wouldn't even understand like they would understand the basic level exactly but, like they wouldn't understand like, like oh, laugh this at is steven a metaphor jokes. for this exactly exactly and it's like oh yeah well you know when we fe- we we dance to fuse and become a more powerful thing. It's like, okay, cool. That's not just dancing. That is a metaphor for something entirely right. different. And you wouldn't get that if you're, if you're like a 10 year old watching Steven universe, because you think that Steven is funny. Right. And but hopefully it would make you more like accepting towards exactly. You know, people yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, of different backgrounds and stuff like that. Yeah. Like that's, I assume that's like the hope with, mm-hmm. with writing mm-hmm. like that. Um, yeah. So it's stuff like that and adventure time and regular show that is just like very like, it is easy aesthetically to say like, oh, this is for kids. And then if you watch like one or two episodes, it's like, oh, there's a lot more here. Right. And and that's why I have a problem with X is for kids as a blanket statement in general. Um, especially when it's the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Yeah. And in the Sonic the Hedgehog thing, like I have very little stake in Sonic the Hedgehog. I think we all do. Yeah. Um, Zero. From what we've said. So I would at least like, I'd be like, yeah, but at least do the character service. Like if you look at this versus Detective Pikachu, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, they want to make a live action movie in the Pokemon universe. Yeah. That's fine. Like I don't, I also hate people that are like, MCU should be animated. It'd be way better. I'm just like, like when you look at Detective Pikachu, it's like, okay, they wanted to make him live action. They use CG to make like realistic, quote unquote, like Pokemon. They did all the character designs service. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, some of them look really weird. Like Psyduck looks weird with like realistic plumage, and and Jigglypuff I think looks they weird with all look weird. They look weird, but like in a, a realistic way. But like in a like oh like but they look weird because Pokemon 
are fucking weird. Are fucking weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and like this seemed, it seemed like someone gave a shit. Mm-hmm. And when you look at Sonic, it's like, okay, who like who was there? Who was going for bat for Sonic when they yeah. decided to give him like muscular legs and more human anatomically <laughs> correct proportions and like so gross. Like there there are so many like concessions seemingly made in that Sonic design. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, but then like who what is this then? Mm-hmm. Um like like if he, if they kept making concessions, like they eventually get to like you know Dennis Hopper as Bowser, <laughs> or you get to like a realistic yeah. mini Velociraptor as Yoshi. Like yeah, yeah, it, it just keeps going and going and going until the the, the the design gets so abstracted from like the original inspiration, like the Goombas, mm. like the Goombas. I I, w- I want to say about the it's for kids thing. I don't like it either because it's always just used to like just dismiss your criticism yeah and there's nothing really constructive behind it right for the most it's like part. why do you care so much about this it's for kids yeah it's the, yeah. like it's just like okay so you just disagree but you don't really want to say why i guess um and i think that it can still be for kids and you want more out of it because yeah. like yeah like kids can have you know bad movies if you look at pixar at movies like i'm totally okay if someone says like a disney or pixar movies for kids i'm like mm. yeah it's also really good it's also fantastic yeah. yeah but when you start at something like this and adults who have like buy-in mm-hmm. or stake in it mm-hmm. um and then you say like well it's for kids so who cares yeah also the ip has been around like even though the people the, a lot of the fans are grown up uh you know they still feel invested in the IP. They still like the IP. And mm-hmm. There's that's not really a problem in my opinion. Right. I mean, it's it, I see a lot of similarities between this and like the Transformers movies. Mm-hmm. It's like when the Transformers, like the first one first came out, I'm like, that looks like shit. Like that Megatron looks like garbage. It's like well, who cares? It's for kids. Obviously not because like there's a yeah. bunch of military dudes shooting yeah. guns and a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. And I think they're like, but like you know, like mentally. <laughs> it's for kids. I'm like, yes, it's a Michael Bay movie, but like, come on, like, where, where's the? Mm. I don't know. Kids it just, deserve better. Yeah. And then like the animated stuff. So like, going into, I'm gonna be very vague and non-spoilery about this, but like going into like, I did not like Endgame as much as a lot of people did. Okay. And I think my reasoning behind that is because it's wackier than Infinity War. Like, okay. Infinity War is serious, but not self-serious, right? Sure. Like, it's serious. It's not edgelordy or, like, you know, Snyder-verse-y. Yeah. Um, but, it, like, it has a point. Everyone is, like, on a mission. Snyder-verse. Yeah. I, it's so fucking bad, dude. And and that's absolutely what it is. Yeah. And so, like, there's a point where everyone is super serious. But, like, people like Endgame a lot more because um, it, it gets wackier. It gets a little. It's it's having more fun with itself, mm-hmm. which actually kind of bothered me. That's the same reason it bothered me for like something like Thor Ragnarok or stuff where it felt kind of shoehorned. Oh, you didn't like Thor Ragnarok? No, I did. Oh. Um, but like, uh, you felt like the tone was too much. It, it was the tonal shift was like crazy. Like it just they just handed it to you know YTT and just said like make a YTT movie. Mm. And being someone that doesn't like what do you do in the shadows like yeah okay um there's actually a really good article on winnable that my friend amanda hudgens wrote about uh it's called the mcu the mcu is a failure um 
not because it's it's not a financial failure. And I mean, and it, it's a screenwriting failure from the perspective of they claim that they were going to create this overarching like shared universe. But if you look at it, it's really not that shared. Yeah. Like, like there's a reference in every other movie. Right. But... Like up in, it wasn't until like phase two did they really like understand how to properly like nest stuff in one another. Mm-hmm. Like a good example that they had in the article is Amanda talks about Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson is basically a love interest to any male actor she stands opposite to opposite yeah. to um so that's you know that's chris evans and winter Cap- soldier, winter soldier. Yeah. that's hawkeye and whenever she's with hawkeye that's that's hulk and age of ultron mm-hmm. and that's just bad like that's mm-hmm. not like it they really like never gave her like a true she always seems like an extra yeah like the, yeah. the screenwriters at any point like never really knew what to do with her or like she was a love interest counter to tony stark and she didn't Iron get her movie. too yeah Huh? She didn't get her own movie. She is going to though. Oh, she is. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, and then like, uh, and, and my big thing is like the 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 passage of like the uh, the staff, like after Avengers one, it's like all right, this a staff was with Shield, and then it was with Hydra, and then like you you lose track of like where it is, and obviously like because of winter soldier and mm. hydro is secretly a part of it and infiltrating shield and blah, mm. blah 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 but like there's all this stuff that you don't really that don't it becomes unclear yeah. and then like thor's hard shift into humor which he was always humorous mm-hmm. but he was humorous because it was fish out of water like mm-hmm. very very straight man um opposed to like more rambunctious characters yeah. um but like when it then thor is the funny one. He like immediately becomes a funny one. Like first scene in Thor Ragnarok is like when he's captured mm-hmm. with yeah. um, the, the fire dude, like yeah. he's immediately cracking, cracking wise. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, this doesn't, this doesn't feel right. Um, but I'm also like very not anti-comedy, but I don't like comedy for comedy's sake. Sure. And I don't like spectacle for spectacle's sake. Yeah. I'm surprised you like the MCU so much. Cause that's a so, lot of the movies. So it kind of goes into this, right? <laughs> So the reason Turns out Dylan hates Marvel movies. I actually hate <laughs> They're everything. They're for kids. <laughs> so I remember seeing the first Iron Man, yeah. right? When the theaters saw the first Iron Man, it was 2008. God, that was so long ago. Yeah. Um, I was like sophomore or junior in high school. And I saw that movie and I walked out of, my, out of that theater and I was with my dad and I was like, that is probably one of the best superhero movies to mm-hmm. date because they just adapted what someone had already written yeah like that that sounds worse than i meant it to but they were respectful to the source material they were like all right tony stark gets kidnapped gets captured um by a warring faction he gets shrapnel in his chest he builds a suit and he escapes and he uses that technology to try to help the world. That is Iron Man. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like some Hollywood executive walked in and was like, well, you know, putting it, you know, the war on terror, ah, it's a little touchy subject. Okay, yeah. what if he was like captured by aliens instead? Or like, what if it was like a bunch of like uh, gangsters, like mm-hmm. inner city gangsters mm-hmm. or something a like that? A bunch of Sonics. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> like. I know it doesn't seem like that big of a deal and like exactly like the Sonic thing like I know like them changing the Sonic design does not seem like that 
big of a deal, but is like this inherent distrust of the source material of the creators. It's like you're mm. like it's it, it, it all automatically like broaches this like high art versus low art subject where it's like oh because you're a screenwriter you you're a quote unquote real creator or a yeah. real writer you don't trust someone that wrote for a comic book or a really? video game or x y or z so like you you immediately think like well obviously like whatever they wrote whatever the source material was wasn't good enough mm-hmm. so we need to make it better mm-hmm. um on top of that like i don't think the mcu is perfect i definitely don't but yeah thor 2 exists thor 2 exists iron man 3 exists um winter soldier yeah. exists <laughs> you monster <laughs> I do think that they treat they treat the the source material with like respect and seriousness, yeah. and they want to s- tell realistic stories and themes. Like I'm all about like I'm I'm when I write I'm a realistic fiction writer. Like that's what I care about. And mm. like obviously there there are larger than life stuff in MCU. I mean like we have fucking space travel at this point in the yeah. MCU. Like. Yeah. I get it. And there's a super soldier he has a serum injected with and he goes fights a Nazi with a red face. Like, I get it. <laughs> but it's still like, yes, but like those are in themselves metaphors for X, Y, or Z. Like, yeah. obviously, like the Red Skull is a stand-in for Nazi Germany. Yep. Literally. Um, and all this other stuff. And that's what I like about it is that it, it, it can it, it can play around and, and have all this stuff. Um, and on top of that, because the average in the MCU is so good, yeah, any film that falters is risen up because of its attachment. Because of its attachment, so like I don't particularly like Captain Marvel. Like I think it's a okay, like kind of run of the mill movie, mm. but it's fine because it gets added to this pantheon, and then it allows us to expand our understanding of it. And the inverse, I don't give a shit how good Shazam is; <laughs> it's still attached to. The Snyderverse. The Snyderverse. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Like, yeah. burn it all down, start over, give yourself 10 years. Like, stop making, like, whatever this, this Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie looks cool. Yeah. If it's attached, don't want anything to do with it. Yeah. So, I mean, that's my thinking. Like, I'm very, I'm, I have a very, like, I guess you would say quirky, like, perspective on that stuff. But, like, I like Into the Spider-Verse. I don't love it because the second you take away all the visual spectacle, it becomes kind of a, a run-of-the-mill story. Also, on top of that, I realized in watching Endgame, most of my, my, my reactions to movies, movies in particular, and the way I like feel about them are like a little uh, subconscious and immediate. How do you mean? So, so spoilers for Into the Spider-Verse. So, the example in Into the Spider-Verse is that I don't understand the transition from Miles Morales from Miles Morales to being Spider-Man. Okay. It feels unearned. Um, basically, like, his big kind of, like, the turn, the turning scene is when he's, like, locked up in his dorm room mm-hmm. and his dad comes to see and apologize for what's ha- been happening. Mm-hmm. And they kind of have this moment through the door, but he can't say anything because he's been tied up by the other Spider-Men. Yeah. Um, that's supposed to be his turning scene, which is great from a like emotional understanding. Yeah, but that does not mean he immediately becomes really good at being yeah. Spider-Man. Yeah, that's fair. Like, that's so fair. there's a leap of logic there that's just not there. But like Eric, 
um, who's a friend in the Discord, is very much like, no, but like it's about him being an outcast and like him coming to terms with that and doing all this stuff. And like as someone that like went through X, Y, or Z, mm-hmm. like I, I felt that. Yeah. And I was like, cool, but I didn't. Yeah. So like if the if the movie doesn't hit me like at that point, there's no like there's nothing else to bring you into right. it. There's yeah. there's it 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 failed for lack of a better word. The only exception to that mm-hmm. is Endgame, which we can't talk about. Which we can't talk about, but I will say I do not like it as much as everyone else, but I have no qualms with everyone's like love and affection for that movie. Okay, sure. Because sure. I was like, okay, that wasn't the resolution that, that you would have done. But that's fine. Yeah. Because God. it did enough stuff right. There's so much cool stuff in that movie. There's yeah. a lot of cool stuff in that movie. Right. All right. I know I talked a lot just then, but I, I've been processing this shit a lot between yeah. like all the Spider-Verse conversations and MCU and then in Sonic, general and, then and Sonic. Then, and I'm just yeah. like, we got to stop having like, I feel like there's this war between like, you know, realistic versus animated, serious versus funny. There and I'm like, is. we can't, like, I can't hold on to this, the tension anymore. We just... Like, like what you like and let other people like what they like. And if you don't like something, that's fine. But somebody else is allowed to like that thing. Right. And some people are allowed to not like a thing. Yeah. Well, mm, well I think people... You're not are, allowed to not like Winter Soldier. No. <laughs> I do like Winter Soldier. <laughs> um, but it's not the perfect movie. Yeah, okay. Well, um, it's okay to be It's not as, not as much of a political thriller as people think it is. While you right. were talking about... You mentioned... Not wanting to see Shazam, and this is kind of unrelated. Is that in the same universe yeah. as all the other? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was going to be its own thing. No, for no. one, they make direct references to like, oh, like, to like all of it. One of the kids, like uh, uh, Billy Batson's, like foster brother, has like one of Batman's batarangs, and it's very specifically the like the batarang from BVS. Um. They, <laughs> All right. Have you guys seen Shazam? Do you have any interest in seeing it? I have you, an interest. You can, you can talk about. It. I, mean, I mean, for yeah. Me. The the one spoiler I haven't seen it, but the one spoiler that I know is that their post credit scene is like a. Uh, oh yeah, spoilers for Shazam. I guess. Um, it's for it's a kids th- movie. It's whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so at the at the their post credit scene is Billy Batson comes in. It's I think it's Billy Batson comes in and is like, hey yeah, this is one of my friends. And then Superman walks in. Superman, they don't they don't show his face because it's not Henry Cavill. Right. But Superman walks in, but it is the suit from Justice League. So like now, if if ever there was a question about it, it's like no, this is that is that Superman because it's got that very particular uh, visual style to it. The only thing that they're making that is not attached to anything from from the Snyderverse is is that Joker, Joker. movie? Yeah, Which looks good. Joker looks really Joker good. Looks Joker good. looks really good. I'm curious if they're going to retcon some stuff in Wonder Woman 88 or whatever. 86. 86. Yeah. I just, I, I couldn't care less. That's it's filmed in, it's, it's filmed in the mall that I grew up in. I'm really? not kidding. <laughs> yeah. It's filmed in Landmark Mall in, in, uh, Alexandria, Virginia. Really? That's cool. Yeah. So there's a shot of the only shot that they've, uh, that they've shown so far. Or there's two. There's a shot of a character. I think it's a spoiler who it is. Um, and it's the, it's like the top floor atrium, which I would always go to as a kid because if we ever went to the mall, we would go all the way to the top floor where the food court is. You you see Boardwalk Fries, then you see Chick-fil-A. Then, for the first 10 years of my life, you would see EB Games. And then Ooh, it became, became GameStop. Like yeah, it became GameStop, and then it became like a clothing store or something like that. In my mall, um, back in Virginia Beach, mm-hmm. there is a 
GameStop, and then right across the aisle was EB Games, and then <laughs> after the acquisition, it was just a GameStop and another GameStop. Yeah, that happened uh, at Springfield Mall, which is the other mall that I grew up in. Uh, was yeah. EB Games better than GameStop? Uh, I mean... I was never picky. I think I liked EB Games better, but that's because I didn't like the GameStop branding. Yeah, I like the aesthetic of Electronics Boutique. Oh, I more. just love that name. It's a good it's a good name. That was the other thing. It was like, it was Electronics Boutique, then it was EB Games, then it was GameStop, and I was just like, you... You ruined it. Could have been fry Could have been Babbage's. Fucking Babbage's. Babbage's. I would not have been able to say that as a kid. Could have been Funko Land. Babbage's. 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 Uh, computation engine. So tell me about Crunch. Oh, God. <laughs> Crunch is bad. Crunch is not good. Crunch is terrible. The gym, though, fine. Yeah. The I'm been. fine. It's, it's all right. Is that it's we a have gym. a membership? That's where I have my membership. I have a gold gym. I don't membership. use. Yep. Me too. Hey. <laughs> my wife can get me onto the uh, base gym, so. Oh, wow. Nice. Fancy. Yeah. Fancy. Is it a good gym? Oh, they have like three different ones, I think. But uh, I actually haven't been to the gym here yet. Uh, the one in Korea was fun. Okay. My uh, my uh, grandfather was a Marine, and my dad told me once he went to like the Marine base gym, um, and he said it was like a bunch of sweaty marines yep. farting and stuff <laughs> while they're like lifting right weights sure. and he was like what is going on i don't doubt that like having like just no no cares yep. no cares whatsoever my brother is a marine and he's yeah Party. well not that he's just you know definitely like a fraternity yeah. very insular kind of thing yeah um do we want to talk about crunch right now i mean you want to lead this nelson how about you lead this discussion oh god i I just lectured a bunch about my creative theses. So yeah, it's crunch is bad. That's it. So as we were talking about uh, Sonic and them needing to now redesign the character, which will, if they are trying to hit their November date, their November twenty twenty nine or November twenty twenty nine. I'm sure you could totally. I'm get sure that. they could yeah. hit that November twenty nineteen date. Um, That's Sonic three <laughs> and Knuckles. I'm so mad. That's Sonic 3 and Knuckles. Oh, my and Knuckles, God. And Knuckles and Knuckles, and Knuckles. Yeah, I hadn't thought about what Knuckles is going to look I like. Wanna l- and it terrifies me. I want to see that now. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> I, I have a question. Okay. So, since seeing the first design of this movie, Sonic, his main needles, like yeah. his hair, yeah, yeah. they look like dreads. Is in, that In this Sonic? Yes. Is yeah, that accurate weird. at all? They're not. Sonic look, does not have dreads. No, but the movie Sonic does look sort of like dreads. Looks dread-like. Yeah. And Knuckles' hair is dreads. Absolutely looks like dreads. Yeah. How are they going to... I don't know. Like... I think they're going to just give Knuckles dreads. Like, in all honesty, <laughs> I think they're just going to... Whatever, nice whatever echidnas <laughs> actually look like, it's just going to be an echidna with dreads and a cowboy hat. You think it's going like, to be the... <laughs> yes! Cowboy hat! <laughs> Bring it back. Yeah. Um, but... So now Sonic is going to have to deal with the same kind of crunch that uh, Epic Games is dealing with at Fortnite. Um, so there's an article. Nope. Nope. Not clicking it. There's no article. Basically, there's no, there's no article, you guys. Uh, bad recap of, <laughs> I believe it was Sweeney Polygon. Tim Sweeney got to them. There's no article now. Ah! Um, because Fortnite has been so successful, right? there is just an inherent, like, yeah, you will be crunching just at all times. Well, there's... Because there's- because of their content roadmap, right? So the so crunch in a in a normal game that Weezer Island ain't making itself, Nelson. I'm so, I'm so mad. I'm so mad. Is that still in there? 
No, I think it was temporary. Mm. I don't even think the Avengers stuff is in there anymore. I don't. I think it's already gone. Yeah, really? That's... Well, because they brought it back for this one. Well, it wasn't like, Thanos. Yeah. They did like something different. The they Thanos did, like, cosmetics. Yeah. yeah, the Thanos mode was fun. I played it back when it was there the first time, and it was it was all right. It was there for like a week, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so dumb. It's weird. So in a in a in a quote unquote normal game, like you make it, and then and then not games as service game. So I'm staring at Marvel Spider Man now. Um, it's it's all the way over there. Uh, in a game like, like that's that, my laptop. <laughs> oh, so in a not games as service game, um, typically it's you. I mean, Dylan, please correct me if I'm wrong at any point. Uh, you have wrong. your damn it. You have your creation, like timeline, whatever, and then near the end, typically there's a lot of crunch to make sure that you hit, you hit the mark, and you hit whatever you need to get done. In a non gas game in a, yeah in a, in a non-gas game so in a game as a service game that might just exist you just like, get to crunch all the permanent it's just yeah. eternal yeah because you put out the game and and this is games of service this is uh early access there was another one that that the article quoted that i can't remember um but it was mostly in the polygon two. one yeah in the polygon article um and it's like you can have your game get released and then you have to make sure that it hits the next whatever date, the next update where we're like, okay, we're going to have Avengers promotional stuff. Well, okay. Somebody needs to do that and it needs to go out by this date. So then you're making that. But the problem is, especially with Fortnite, um, there are <laughs> occurrences where like, Hey, this gun's broken. We'll go fix it now. But well, can't we just get this in the next update? No, go fix it now. Cause that gun might not be there. I don't they just know. They, there's an urgency, I guess. Yeah, and I and I think it's just like one of those things of your game is out and people are used to a a steady influx of okay, cool, here's new updates, here's a patch, here's yeah. here's like a new cosmetic thing that if you and this is one of the things that that uh somebody interviewed at Epic brought up, if you don't catch up with that momentum you will fall behind, and if you fall behind, then you just lose. A, you lose a lot of what you've built up, which is what they claim happened to Apex Legends, mm-hmm. because Apex Legends, um, when it launched, had like forty million, yeah, uh, concurrent players, or like maybe that was its peak. Um, and then now, it is down to eleven million. Yeah, which, oh yeah, it's failed. No, yeah, it's, it's just a, a huge game. failure. But so it's interesting. So I remember seeing Zach Gage put a tweet out. And it was the headline of it was the headline that Polygon put out that uh, Apex Legends is failing or faltering. Yeah. And then right after that, it was Fortnite has like terrible crunch, like their big expose. Right. It's like, um, I'm not going to say media is directly responsible for that, but like they do kind of drive this message that like, oh, you're not getting as much bang for your buck out of this free to play game. It's not worth your money. Look at Fortnite. There's new content coming out every single day. Yeah. And, well, the reason is that because the reason for that is is because they're abusing their employees. Yeah. And, again, I did not read the the Polygon expose, but, like, I know they go into things like they have ridiculous uh, bonus structures Mm -hmm. where Mm -hmm. it's like you can get paid, like, what is it, like... I'm trying to half remember. your salary or it's something. something absurd it it's really it it's gross i mean it's gross i would love that if it 
if I didn't then have to work like 120, 120 hour work weeks. Yeah. Um, but like it, so there's the stories of people like basically treating Epic like a fucking like Wall Street like investment firm where it's like, oh, really? I'm just going to yeah, stick yeah. in here for like a year or two and get my money and then I'm out. Like, whereas I'm not going to have a social life. I'm not going to have a, a, a relationship with a significant other. I'm not going to have anything outside of working, working, working. But hey, at least I'm making a lot of money that yeah. I can then just go and fuck off and do something else with. Yeah. But yeah. there's like, there's stuff in this. So one of the one of the uh, sources that got interviewed said, I was working at least 12 hours day, 12 hour days, seven days a week for at least four or five months. A lot of that was having to stay at work till three or four in the morning. And then right after that, somebody says, um, none of this was a conversation because that's the other thing about about the crunch culture in in a lot of these companies is it's obligatory. It's obligatory. Yeah. Right. So so this is implied. Saying, exactly. So this person is saying. Um, it wasn't much of a conversation. It really was a, I hope you didn't have plans this weekend because this is what needs to get done. And if you did have something going on, it had to be serious. Otherwise, it was going to be a negative experience for that person. So you can get docked. Like, maybe not, hey, you got docked pay because, again, this is all overtime. Right. But you can get docked for your advancement in your career if you say, like, hey, no, it's not okay that I'm working on the weekend. Mm-hmm. And it was like two people said that they weren't going to work on the weekend and then they got fired like two weeks later. Yeah, that's it, crazy. it's it's insane. It's it's just a, a a terrible way to go about, and, and it just it, it just drives home the idea that like everyone's like championing Fortnite. It's like it's this great success, and and Fortnite has had its share of controversy. Sure, before exactly, this. we have the 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 dances. Mm-hmm. that have been uh taken from other people yeah um we have you know the original controversy which is like fortnite just stole PUBG's, yep. and PUBG has a working relationship with epic like what is what is happening here yeah um which i never know i never knew if that got settled or not um oh did they actually go to court i mean they filed proceedings but i don't know what the state of it is me neither but um it's it's just a terrible We were also having this discussion on the Discord about this idea of like, well, if you are, if you're unhappy, just leave. And I'm like, well, that's not an option. That's not an for, option. It's not an option for a lot of people. I mean, in Epic's case, maybe more so just because like, I don't know what the rent's like in the research triangle, but mm. I mean, like there's probably like a lot of firms that would gladly take like very talented programmers. Yeah. yeah. But like you still have to hunt for that job mm-hmm. and you still have rent and food and utilities to pay for. And with what time are you going to be hunting for a job when exactly. you're working 12 hours a day? And then on top of that, like if you extrapolate that out to the other firms that are having issues. So like, you know, we have NetherRealm in Chicago like Beck Halstead was on Twitter being like you know if someone's paying like $2,200 a month in rent like they can't afford to just like quit their job because yeah. they're unhappy with it or like same with Riot Riot's in LA like if someone's just gonna quit and, and hunt for a job while paying for an LA apartment that's so unfeasible Um, so it just seems like a lot of stuff is coming to a head and mm. It, and, and on top of the fact that that Fortnite is such a fucking like cultural like touchstone at this point, yeah, like the fact that it's built on the broken backs of all of these uh, yeah. abused workers is is not a great look. And also goes to show that like like our expectations for games right now, especially in AAA, are kind of like fundamentally broken. Because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, we admonish Apex because they have a slower cons- uh, content roadmap. 
well, it's because they want to treat their employees well. At least that's the indication they're giving. Yeah, it that could is, be that just is the quote is it is better for our developers if we could, do seasonal. It could be just as bad at respawn and we don't know it. Yeah, but at least they're signaling the idea that they're trying to be better. Yeah. Um, also, this idea that like you know a AAA game should only have a two to three year development cycle. Well, yeah. like we're seeing more and more, and that's not the case because they are crunching these employees in the last stretch of it to get it out the door so like you could easily so it's like oh what are they supposed to do are they supposed to hire more people and then like lose more money it's like yes yeah because (laughs) like it's not like they're paying their employees like fantastically like right across this industry and there are reports that you know a lot of those game companies make insane amounts of money right yeah it all goes up yeah and it just never gets to so yeah if you're not gonna I don't know. You just, yeah, you hire more workers and you don't get as insane profits, but it's better for everyone. Right. And it, it, go ahead. Was it, wasn't it uh, Activision that was like, hey, we, we posted our highest, Activision Blizzard that was like, we posted our highest numbers ever. Right. And then laid off like 400 people or something like like that. Yeah. 800. 800. Yeah. It was was a ridiculous number. It's like, what, what, where is, what connection are you making that you're making this much fucking money and letting go that many people? It doesn't... Well, the connection is there are no... We want to keep all this money. That we want to keep all this money and also yeah. there are no worker protections in place because they've been slowly been stripped away in the yeah. you know US legal system. And that's why decades. so much of this is like... It, it's... And... I am biased because you know unions are good, um, but that's <laughs> why so much I of work because I'm an employee because I because I <laughs> need my job to to pay my rent. How so, else are we going to pay for these new hammer and sickles? <laughs> well, actually, uh, you see, it's made on the uh, the sweat of a man's brow. I thought you'd um, be like, well, it was made on the Epic Game Store. Uh, and you can buy it right now. <laughs> So is this how I announce my new business where I'm selling things on yeah. on, on the Unreal Engine like mm-hmm. Epic Game Store? Mm-hmm. Um, Asset but, bundles? Yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. Nope. Uh, you tried. I kind of. Um, but it's just it's fascinating because there's so much of the like you said, big money makes or big company makes big money, and the person gets crushed. And and it's such a weird fucked up thing that to me it just seems like a no brainer that you would want to protect the employee because that's how you get shit like Marvel Spider Man like that's how you get that's how you get people who actually like care yeah. about the product and want to make sure that they make the best thing for for players yeah like and, if you don't value what is producing the content that makes you all this money then you're an idiot <laughs> you're just short sighted yeah it's yeah. Uh, it's a bad scene overall. And then, like I said, on top of that, we have Netherrealm. Man, it's like, I wish this happened like a couple of weeks before. Yeah. So all this huge, you know, press tour that like Ed Boon was on, people yeah. could have like asked him about it. It would have been perfect. It, it, it seems weird because like, you know, a lot of these executive, like Bobby Kotick does not have a particularly great like public persona. Like mm-hmm. people do not hold bobby kotick in high esteem Mm -hmm. but like ed boone tim sweeney like people like these dudes yeah yeah Yeah. and it's i think it's because they try to avoid the 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 controversies surrounding their companies and their workplaces Mm -hmm. um well also epic really hasn't had any issues until now right well, like I said, there's all the controversies with stealing the dances. Specifically and, about and, Fortnite. Yeah, like the so Fortnite it hasn't been yeah, up until, until Fortnite. Fortnite. It's been like the past year or well, two. 
And I mean, like Cliff Blazinski, when he was still there, like was kind of a controversial figure because he liked putting his foot in his mouth. Like Cliff is hilarious. Like not yeah. as majorly as 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 some other figures in this industry, but I feel like I can't remember anything right now. So maybe his uh, his gears was tenure just, was he was just a bro. Yeah, he was just yeah. growing. But like now, it's like you know, on the the post the closure of Boss Key and then mm-hmm. how poorly um, Lawbreakers did. Like yeah. he was out there being like. I paid my employees mortgages and employees being like, no, you didn't. I ain't ain't seeing that money. And he's like, (laughs) how could you come out and say that? I brought you on my yacht. It's like, dude, your yacht is not my apartment. You need a fucking like you need a PR specialist. And on top of that, you need to fucking like do good by your employees. And uh, but yeah, it's 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 weird. Like the 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 Mortal Kombat one, there's like some really good threads. It was mostly on Twitter, like I said. Mm-hmm. Beck Halstead mm-hmm. had a pretty good uh, thread. There was a couple other people. One one person when it when it first like broke because uh, one person was talking about it on the heels of the the Polygon article about Epic. Yeah. And this person had this huge thread about like you know the ungodly hours they were working on this stuff, and they had a tweet in there, and I want to stress that this tweet was never corroborated and it has since been deleted he talked about an employee dying at their desk oh god because they were so overworked and i don't know the employee's name neither the person that did this tweet thread nor um passed away yeah but even if it's like even if they died like not at their desk but like because of exhaustion right at work or because of exhaustion at work yeah. they might have died somewhere else mm-hmm. that's not a great look that's not a no again not corroborated not been reported upon because the guy since deleted it yeah. it'll be interesting to see if that ever gets touched upon again if yeah. that comes out yeah. i feel like i heard like rumblings of that because i the i think it was like during the in, in, injustice or injustice 2 development um but i can't remember specifics and there was a name in there as well but i can't remember the name um and I think it's just for the best that we try not to dig too much into it until mm-hmm. like something official comes out because like don't need to fan that flame. But I just wanted to bring the light to like this guy thought it was like important enough to like mention how one of his coworkers like passed away. Yeah. So Yeah. But yeah, and then and then the 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 riot stuff is its own can of worms. Yeah. Bad. It's yeah. a really, really terrible can of worms. It's, right, it's yeah. kills me because they're like doubling down on being bad. Right. Well, um, so we had the there is the C C O O that had all like the sexual harassment and like he was doing like fratty shit, like farting on employees and stuff. Oh, I like, remember hearing about that. Yeah, being yeah. a total piece of shit. And then they put him on paid leave for like, and he's been gone for like six months, still being paid, as far as I know. As a COO, so that's money. Yeah, and then on top of that, there was the uh, the enforced arbitration. Yep, that was happening. So basically, like a lot of companies have this, where they you sign your uh, you sign a couple things away when you sign a contract to work with certain employers. Sometimes it's a non compete, um, a no moonlighting clause mm-hmm. is a big one in games. Um, they don't want you working on like personal game projects in your free time. Um, and taking the knowledge that you're accruing at your day job and putting it towards something else. Um, and then also like a uh, um, private arbitration, which arbitration, if you're not familiar with, is basically like if you've seen that scene in Silicon Valley where it's mm-hmm. basically the judge, they they get like a former judge like in to like 
rule a verdict on this uh on this case that um what, uh, what's the character tom hutchins yeah what's his name what's the actor's I name couldn't even tell you tom middleson tom Hiddle- nope that's a different person I middle ditch middle ditch yeah, right. yeah um and he's suing like the big google stand-in mm-hmm. um but basically so they they it allows them to avoid being taken to open court and also avoids like class action lawsuits. So you settle things through an ar- a private arbitrator and basically you present, it, it kind of works out as, as well as I understand it works out kind of like a regular legal proceeding. Mm-hmm. You, you present your case, the opposition presents theirs and, but you just, you don't have a jury. You don't even have really a judge. You have someone that has been chosen to be the arbitrator and they, yeah. they make a decision based yeah. off of the evidence provided. Um, and it allows companies to avoid being reprimanded or facing consequences for their actions. Um, and it's a really shitty, it's not great thing. Um, but apparently, uh, riot employees were going to schedule a walkout yep. sometime this past, uh, week. Yep. And riot, uh, freaked out. And apparently they're pulling the, uh, the arbitration clause out of their contract. So good on so riot walking employees. in now. Yeah. Walking <laughs> back in. Well, they like, they were trying, yeah, they were trying to head off that walkout happening. Yeah. And they were going to do like not a town hall, but basically like small like group sessions of Mm -hmm. employees, Mm -hmm. which taken at face value, you're like, oh, it's so like they they want to try, but also like it's not a town hall. Yeah. So you can't like, none of this is public to the rest of the company. Right. So like it becomes almost a fucking, uh, witch hunt. Well, it's like that combined with like, prisoner's dilemma right yeah yeah because then you're going into a room with someone who is seemingly from upper management and the opposition um, mm-hmm. if you want to view it that way and uh you are you're separated from like like-minded individuals like you don't know who's going to be in your little round table and so you're not you're unable to communicate with one another right you're 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 you have no idea how the other talks are going and it's this very weird kind of like yeah corporate you know uh, cup game yeah kind of thing um i was listening to waypoint radio and they pointed out like that's how that's how massive companies will figure out who the troublemakers are who the snitches are who the snitches are and then give them stitches or fire them because it's just like to a certain extent you can like you know not dock pay but you can like say like oh you know it's it's not a good fit with the company culture anymore etc right. etc et um but that's how you find out like, oh, so everybody in this small circle is fine. Bring in the next small circle. Mm, one of you is a little bit too like adamant about wanting to get paid fairly. So we're going to keep an eye on you. And then that turns into a thing of like, well, the the reason a union is, is good or the reason a union has power is because it is a union of people working yeah. together with, with collective the common, bargaining. Yeah. So if you if you break apart the union and then you have these small conversations, that's how you you eventually just like whittle them down to well i guess you can't do anything now because there is no union anymore yeah there's no you know collective there's no yeah yeah there's no organization yeah i mean and this is kind of also like we never talked about it but like kickstarter formally announced a union around gdc that's right they were dissatisfied with the way management was was running Mm -hmm. and um they 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 want to do something about it, and it's and it's a huge deal because they are the first tech company to have a union. Yeah, tech companies do not have unions. Tech companies do not have organized labor, organized representation, because it's just not something that existed 
in Silicon Valley since basically its founding. Like mm-hmm. since like the tech industry, like commercial tech has been a thing. Like you know, I'm yeah, well, there's I think that's due to the fact that there's so much demand, I think, even today that Yeah. It's you know, like I'm yeah. a well paid engineer on thing. Yeah. 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 I'm a well paid engineer. I have all this knowledge. Why did like, yeah. I the classic example, there's a guy, um, I think it's there's like an employee at Capital One who knows is like the single cobalt developer still because there's like one part of their database infrastructure that still runs on cobalt. So they need this guy because they did the cost benefit analysis and the cost of of, switching over to something else, converting and, and switching to, you know, a new code base and completely ripping out that old system would be more expensive than paying this guy $120,000 a year. Yeah. So that guy basically has job security for life yeah. until they decide. But he, like, what? Like, why would he be worried? Because like he, he knows just, what he's doing, and nobody else does. And but he could also go somewhere else. And like, if they do fire, it's like, okay, we finally decided we're going to switch out the old system. Sure. Like, sure. Okay. Well, you know, I've saved up all this money, so I, I've saved up all this money, and also like I can demand this pay because I have worked at a company that paid me that much. So yeah. like, here it is on my thing. Whereas like in games. You don't get paid well to start. start off. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's a lot of uh, supply. Yeah. Yeah. Compared yeah. to other tech fields. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely a buyer's market. But also, like, if you get axed before the game comes out, you don't get that. Are like, you going to get that credit? Yeah. Like, usually, most, most job applications in games is like one release title, two release titles, mm-hmm. three release titles. Yeah. And they will take you, like, I'm trying to remember what the, what the story was, but it was like, not only did they get let go, they are just not on the credits. Right. Period. That's insane. Yeah. And it there's a lot of fucked up things about the industry that I love. Or there's a lot of fucked up <laughs> I things. I love it. About I love abusing workers. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of fucked up things about this industry that I have a lot of affection for, but all these fucked up things keep making it harder and harder to ever just look at it and be like games are cool because then you're like oh man yeah spider-man's reflective puddles really you guys are going to be mad about people who are already working so fucking hard just to make the game good and i mean did did they take them out or do they put in too many i don't even remember oh it was it was it was a shot shot comparison yeah Yeah. it was it was the bull shot yeah bullshit there was was like a pre-release picture and it had like more puddles than the yeah bleh. the engine couldn't handle it and they took whatever. it out whatever it's so dumb they're holding back it's it, it's uh and i mean and that's where media should step in and be kind of i mean they don't have to be the fucking the protectors of mm-hmm. the, the 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 developers or at least like the companies yeah but they should and and they do like like media the press really cares about like the treatment of these you know uh employees beings yeah Yeah. like like you said look at waypoint look at polygon look at the stuff on kotaku like yeah they do care but also like there's still like some of this communication like with the apex legends article where it's like they're not making enough stuff it's like that's not helping guys it's not it's it's not not, helping it's not and and yeah i think it just there there's a lot to be said about like educating consumers mm -hmm. and part of that's on the job of the media Mm -hmm. part of that's on the job of developers Part of that's on the job of publishers, even though publishers aren't really interested because a more informed like uh, audience means yeah. that they get in trouble more often yeah. with said audience. Um, but yeah, I think about, uh, uh, I don't know if you saw this article, Nelson. I know I shared it on the, on the Discord, Jeff, but it was the one where it's uh, 
there was like some sort of footage, uh, some development footage of like Shovel Knight. Mm. Right. Yeah. And no, they, I didn't. And they turned like off behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, and they turned off like the um, orthogonal uh, camera. So right. They gave it perspective. So like if you use Unity at all, like yeah, if you yeah. have, there's like a 2D view and then there's yeah. like a 3D view. Yeah. And like any game that's 2D is technically also 3D and you can mm-hmm. obviously like switch the perspective off off and on. Mm-hmm. And so they did that and so you could rotate around it and it's just planes of sure. sprites. Yeah. Like yeah. any 2D game you look at basically has that, especially any 2D game made in Unity. Yeah. And this article is like, wow, look at that. That's amazing. Do you know this, this 2D game is actually made in a 3D engine? And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. yeah that's... Yeah. It's most games mm-hmm. kind of 2D, mm-hmm. which I'm of two different minds about that. The developer mind is like, yeah, you dumbasses, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like, this is, this no, is obvious yeah. stuff. But also, it's like, yeah, but not everyone that's reading this is a developer. Yeah. And like, I shouldn't, I shouldn't shame the writer or the outlet mm-hmm. or the reader for not knowing this stuff. Yeah, like two of my non-dev friends, they're, uh, well, actually, one is a developer, but not a game developer, and the other one's an artist. Um uh posted that video or we're talking about that video and you're like yeah this is super cool i always love that you know in-depth you know behind the scenes look at games and it is cool but yeah if you're a developer you're like yeah this is old hat i know this yeah and it's but we should be championing that stuff more because it allows audiences to be more informed and they're like they might get how much effort it takes to exactly make it exactly it's like the the classic like frustrum culling uh, yeah, GIF from like I uh, I know there's one from Witcher three, but I think there was also one from like Horizon Zero Dawn, and people being like, "Whoa!" And then like you know Jeff, like you graphics engineer, you're like, "Yeah, you don't want to be drawing all that." It turns out, yeah, I got it. Like the viewport is all the players going <laughs> to see, so why would mm-hmm. I render anything else? Yeah, mm-hmm. and a lot of engines do that automatically. Yeah, and like yeah, and like things you know behind other things won't be drawn stuff like that. Yeah, what? Yeah, it's crazy. What? If you don't see it, it's probably not being drawn. Did you see that God. Spider-Man one? When they were no. showing the scene, it was when... It's like the very first part where Spider-Man's going to Fisk Tower. They take a, um out-of-scene camera and mm-hmm. just kind of like pan it around and show like as he's swinging around because there's because it's in engine it's, mm-hmm. it's rendered in real time and so it's showing the camera like following spider-man and also you have a second camera just like looking at the whole scene and it's watching like models and textures being turned on and off oh, everywhere. Wow. And it's like lighting being turned on and off yeah. it's like okay we only have to light this corner of the tower yeah all right, turn that one off all right he's swinging through the window okay we're gonna make this texture break apart into the shattered glass sick it's pretty it was pretty That's cool. really interesting yeah. we need more of that mm-hmm. um it's just i know that can be intimidating for like developers to 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 take the time to do that mm-hmm. and also intimidating for audiences because they're like i don't understand programming so i mean i'm not gonna get involved in this well so one of the things that so two things one is this is why i i like the term enthusiast press but i sort of have some trouble with it because oh, i've never heard that i i kind of like it oh, really? based on just its name yeah, yeah it's so like a it's like a big big one used especially for video for games. game journalism yeah. yeah because it's just like well video game journalism isn't real journalism it's like all right fine fuck you we'll call it an enthusiast press but whatever it's really blogging <laughs> or vlogging um or streaming anyway uh there's, there's what up it's your boy <laughs> dab uh <laughs> there's there's some really interesting things in this where i like the I like the form of enthusiast press that will not only uh, look into things that I find interesting, so, you know, video games, comic books, etc., but will also 
take the time to delve into why they're interesting take the time to delve into what what goes into the creation of it and then also take the time to like call out the bullshit so i stopped reading a lot of um a lot of magazines when i realized uh, it, it and this is unfair to a lot of magazines that don't do this but i stopped reading a lot of magazines and websites where i realized oh this is just an ad like it's very obvious that like you're just you're writing the preview because you got access to it and then there there's no real criticism of of anything around the creation of the game there's no real criticism of like oh well this didn't work but it's more fun but the fun factor is a five game pro uh and and it's just like there's a there's a lot of well, they're dead now so yeah fun. exactly that's why i was allowed to say it um yay uh, <laughs> i have nothing against game pro no. except for the fun factor drawings yeah. but whatever but it but it's really interesting seeing oh waypoint polygon kotaku are not only like doing these and game and of course game of suture are not only doing these things of like hey check out how cool this is check out how cool this game coming out is but they're delving really hard into and here's the person that made it yeah. and here's or just the team behind that the scenes stuff in general like yeah. with all this crunch stuff or yeah so stuff like that so that was so yeah the crunch thing and then just from a design perspective one of the things that i found the most fascinating and it was my first moment of like whoa this is like fucking gnarly is pixel is like it's this article from like five years ago but it's just like pixel art doesn't look the way you think it looks and it's like here's what here's what the oh yeah versus like real crts yeah exactly yeah exactly i know know exactly what you're talking about and it's like here's a sprite of link from zelda 2 on a crt on a a crt versus here's a sprite of link on from zelda 2 on your tv emulator yeah yeah and it's just like oh they just they broke shit because they knew how how it would work yeah like it it's still pixels you know to like in a in the data but when yeah. it's presented on the screen you know there's not nearly as much alias saying the colors kind of blend together right and right. they played with those limitations to make it look as good but yeah it's like modern day pixel art is like embracing a different aesthetic mm-hmm. that wasn't mm-hmm. present because we don't we don't have we don't have cathode ray tube televisions yeah like, we don't we're drawing line by line we're yeah. not just projecting everything it's like the same thing with like raster graph or, mm-hmm. i mean not raster graphic vector vector consoles like the mm-hmm. vectrex and stuff like that yeah. like it was just a, a different way of of yeah, like physically drawing stuff yeah yeah and and just like the way my brain comprehended that is i think the same thing that you would get when you say like all right cool this is this is your field of view and this is what gets, what is getting rendered period and i and i love the idea that we are getting a lot more of those like you guys were saying um like i know kotaku definitely does it but i think I think that uh, outlets like Kotaku and Polygon and, and Waypoint and Chemistry are, I'm going to say those four because those are the only four that I read, and Giant Bob. Um, you don't read Giant I Bob. I don't read Giant Bob. I don't know how to read, so. Uh, but <laughs> well, it, but, they don't write anything anyway, so. Yeah, right, right. So seeing that was stuff more like what that, I was saying. Yeah. Um, but seeing stuff like that and seeing developers come onto those podcasts and like and hearing like the interviews or just like, well, cool, we're going to do a breakdown of what made this this is not only good for like me just being interested in it but i think you guys are 100 percent right like that's going to break down the barrier of like oh now i know that that is a thing right so if i want to learn how to make games as like a 14 year old in kansas i can do that because i'm reading this article that's that's opening up a dialogue between people who are just reading for like game reviews and the people who are making the games that are getting reviewed. And I think that's really, really interesting and important when we come into the aspect of like, we want more people making more games. Yeah. 
and we shouldn't give all the credit to just written outlets. Like, I, I like, you're right. You're right. You know, Mark Brown with Game Maker's Toolkit, like, does a uh, lot of no work. clip also. No clip does the, a lot of work. I really love the Game Hut guy. Um, oh, I wish I remembered his name, but Traveler's Tales. Mm. Um, he worked on a lot of Genesis stuff, and so he oh. goes into like really like hacking the Genesis okay. and like cool That's stuff so cool. like that. Was Genesis so cool. was that written in assembly or did that use some other like will level? No, language? I it used assembly because it had like really weird hardware from what I remember. Right, uh, it had like process. some like mm-hmm. it had yeah it had like these like parallel instructions and stuff that yeah. you don't see in other architecture. Oh wow! And I would like to see that more in like the more mainstream outlets. Like I would like yeah. to see more technical stuff, and I mean that obviously would require them to the the worlds of like being being a a software engineer versus being a uh, a writer or a journalist like are right. obviously different pursuits and I'm sure there's yeah. not a lot of overlap and in interest and also like the pay is probably like pretty disparate I yeah. would assume especially like starting out mm-hmm. in games journalism but I think I feel like that would be kind of the next step because like you do have a lot of writers being like this is impressive. I don't know how it works outside of the explanation mm-hmm. that the developer gave me, but this is pretty cool. Yeah. And I appreciate that. But I would like to see like more of that stuff, like you said. I see a lot of that, actually, um, with PC Gamer, with hardware stuff. Like that A lot sense. of the guys totally are really into the technical side of like building computers and stuff. And so yeah. you do see that come out when they review like uh, like a graphics card. They really get into the nitty-gritty, and that's really appreciated, but... I don't, I, yeah, I wonder how niche there. that is. It stops at that kind of consumer look. Like, I mean, like you look at tech outlets, like they're commonly like that. If you look at like Motherboard or The Verge or Engadget or stuff, like they, they, they can break down like the specs of something. Yeah. But that doesn't necessarily mean they understand the engineering of it. Yeah. And they don't need to because they're trying to write a On the whole, yeah, outlets don't really understand. But PC Gamer, there's at least like a couple guys writing like in depth guides and stuff who you yeah. can tell actually know, you know, what's going on at a really low level. I really, I really always appreciated um, uh, Will Smith over at Tested. Yeah, formerly at Tested. Now he's doing his VR stuff. But is uh, he in with PC Gamer in some extent? He, he. I think he was at Maximum PC. Oh, like a okay. long time ago. Uh, like yeah. a long so time I ago. So I used to listen to a podcast. He was on. I, it was either like Laser Time or Astro uh, Retronauts, maybe. Hmm. I don't think he, he was ever on Retronauts. On either one of those? <sighs> he might have been a guest on Retronauts, but he wasn't like a regular, I don't he think. He was in some circle that had something to do with Laser Time, and Laser Time had a like a bunch of different... It was like a podcast network almost. Got it, yeah. And I'm, I could have sworn he was there, but maybe I'm just completely misremembering. But uh, he always... Because he has a, has a background in like... I want to say like nuclear engineering or something Good he went God. he went to school for something like that he, something smart they, something smart <laughs> um something that he didn't eventually like get a get as a job um, yeah but like he was so good about like breaking down like okay here's the new revision of like intel cpus and they're like the die has been shrunk like this much because like and now it's like a two nanometer like die with the processing and blah blah blah, blah. and really i always cool. appreciate because he was always so good at like Making it sound human. Making it sound human, making it sound interesting. Yeah. Um, and I've yet to look at any of his food VR stuff. I should probably do that at some point. I, 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 so the thing is, I think that is really important. And I'm, and I'm curious if, if one of the next like stages of enthusiast press or video game journalism is there are people who make games who are also journalists who are like, look, I'm going to go talk to somebody about all of this stuff and I'm going to, and I'm going to 
be able to dive deep into some of the things that nobody knows how to like turn into yeah average like average joe jill english and and translate that for yeah. for whatever outlet i happen to be doing a freelance thing for because i i could totally see where um <sighs> like in guy kroll like at the time he was like or for a while he was like i'm gonna go be a consultant for whoever i want to see what that looks like in terms of journalism and just be like all right cool i know a lot about how to make games so I'm going to go to uh, Paradox and talk to them about like how they made this thing and then turn that into a feature. Right. And it'd be it'd be cool if even like Game Informer had one feature per quarter that was a deep dive into let's talk about how this big game that everybody's a big fan of got made. And they might and we just m- might not really yeah pay enough attention to it and you are probably a hundred percent right because boy i do not even look at game informer anymore i don't read a lot of game informer um but like you look at stuff like if you want to talk about the consultant side like m sessler is now a game consultant so he like consulted on that friday the 13th game yeah yeah um developers that are now writers like obviously like uh Xavier nelson um who Mm -hmm. helped work on hypnospace also does a lot of writing does Uh, sessler consult for design yeah oh interesting uh, Tim Rogers, who made Video Balls, now an mm. editor at Kotaku. Daniel Riendo, obviously teaches game design. That's, um, yeah. Somewhere in the Northeast. I forget where. And, and she's a big champion of like indie games and stuff like yeah. that. I don't want to like make it sound like we're discounting any of the work that is being done. But I yeah, think, I definitely I, don't want it. I think it, 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 there's still more work to be done on basically every front. Yeah. Well, we didn't talk about any video games that yeah. we played. So uh, we're going to sign off now uh nelson hi where can people find you also tell me a game you've been playing and what you think of it uh Quickly. okay you can find me at uh Whitico on pretty much everything that's twitter twitch eventually uh art station and dribble um if you just want links to all of those just go to witta.co that's w-h-i-t-t-i dot c-o uh shout out to mike again for getting that um and a game that i've been playing is i finished devil may cry 5 I thought you already finished it. Man, I don't I know if I had finished it last time we talked about it. But yo, that game is fucking great. <laughs> the game's so good. It looks really good. The game's exactly so good. what I want. So it looks d- like the Winter Soldier of video games. <laughs> so okay, it's great. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Just like dye the Winter Soldier's hair white, and I'm <laughs> super in. Uh, the the one thing that I will say about uh, Devil May Cry that I think also applies to why I enjoyed Endgame so much, I really love when a piece of fiction or like a video game movie whatever does a hey this is a really cool fucking moment but also think about it for like two more minutes and then you'll get something more out of it Devil May Cry 5 does that a lot and it yeah. is surprising how deep that game actually gets that's okay. really cool to hear yeah uh jeff where can people find you also what's a game you've been playing uh i am pretty much only on twitter at underscore jeff time nice um, prefaced underscore yeah and I just beat Sekiro this week, and Ooh, that was yeah. probably, I think, the best game I've played since Doom 2016. Uh, nice. It's incredible. It It's for the kind of person who likes to do, like, a, a challenge over and over until they get it, and once they get it, like, that feeling is what they're going for. Mm-hmm. Sekiro does that incredibly. Like, just overcoming a boss, you know, you know, just getting beat over and over, but you when you finally beat him, oh my god, it's so good. Cool. I want to try it out. Um, I think Joe's going to let me borrow his copy. So nice. I can find out whether or not I like it. Nice. 
Where can people find you, Dylan? Uh, yeah, they can find me at Dylan Alvento. That's D-Y-L-A-N-I-L-V-E-N-T-O. Ah. Um, and a game I've been playing... I tried some of that Elder Scrolls Blades. Uh, d- oh, what'd you think? I thought it was all right. I So I've only played the QuakeCon build. I don't know how much has changed since it's released. It's still in beta. And apparently. I It looks really nice visually, and the design was incredibly boring for me. <laughs> yeah, like... Um, I think Sam was talking about he was expecting more of like an Infinity Blade kind of combat style. Um, uh, it's not exactly clear. It, I don't even mind the combat so much. It just felt like I was running down a corridor just kind of tapping the screen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, the characters don't look particularly good. Like the models look a little like... <laughs> it's like if you like... it's like halfway. I'm really mad that this podcast <laughs> is not a visual thing. <laughs> it's like halfway between like a, a, a Oblivion model and a Skyrim model. It's like you took Ew. those two like styles and like smushed them together. Yeah, that's sounds... like kind of like half melted clay. Kind yeah, of, kind of like, like those like low fidelity mods for Skyrim or something. Yeah, <laughs> like it doesn't look particularly what like specifically the human models. Like everything else has like a nice look yeah, to I it. I don't think I saw a human model, but I remember, you know, it definitely felt like a mobile Mm. yeah it's interesting like it's a dungeon crawler basically and right then you go back to a hub and you do other quests um i don't know i was enjoying i just i want to want more fucking elder scroll stuff like seriously sure. i just like being in yeah. that world that's so. what i'm looking forward to a cyberpunk is that Ooh. feeling that elder scrolls design but you know it'll be sci-fi obviously i'm mm. very interested in like what's like if they nail the every choice you make has like a very like curated authored consequence to it like if they nail that like a consequence both narratively and like in in mechanically Mm -hmm. that's going to be one of the most amazing games yeah 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 that's going to be a big shift i feel like in terms of like people are going to the way people look at ocarina of time i feel like if they nail what you're talking about 20 years later it'll be like hey guys remember when like 77 was like really fucking dope (laughs) built on the backs of 200 overworked weird where did i get this hammer and sleepless sleepless employees yeah we don't know anything about cd project red hopefully oh we know a little bit well they've been taking <laughs> oh we do yeah uh like i mean they, they, there's been rumblings out there like work culture isn't particularly great oh that sucks because i would have thought with it being in development for what like seven years that it would have been like oh they're taking a reasonable time with it but it it's a lot of game though i think everyone needs to come to terms with the fact that every inch of AAA in this industry is is Exploitative, somehow. tainted by by yeah. crunch and and poor like employee treatment. Every game you buy is going to have a little bit of blood on it. That's just going to be the reality. That uh makes me want to buy more games. Support it's, indies. Yeah. yeah. Can I get an indie game that also comes with blood on it? Probably. Is that like a is that like a Patreon Overwhelm, like a Kickstarter? Yeah. But you can get like a special collector's edition of Overwhelm. Probably have blood on it. Ooh, what about uh Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines two? Does that come with blood? Blood-stained like a... Ritual of the Night? Yes. Yes. Oh, you mean the game that no longer has the poop graphics? <laughs> That's so they, fucking they good. They fixed them. I... Yeah, they're, they're, uh, Sonic learned from Bloodstained's <laughs> initiatives. Oh, oh, man. That's true. <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of with Chris Dwyer a little bit, where he's like, That's a little mean to talk about like all Your these own art styles. Yeah. Yeah. It seems a little tasteless. It seems tasteless. Like, comical, but yeah, it, you know, it is kind of dunking on the artist's efforts. Whatever. Yeah. If people are more excited about it, I mean, I guess that's great. I mean, it, it seems like it was mostly like a texture slash shader revamp. Yeah, like mostly it looks like lighting kind like of stuff. Yeah, definitely. art asset overhaul. So yeah. at least like hopefully they weren't like super crunching for that. But yeah, 
You can find me at Dylan Vento. And if you like this podcast and you want to listen to any of our other podcasts, you can Ooh. find them at ward-games.com or on Twitter at wardvideogames or wherever you listen to podcasts. Just search Wardcast. Uh, just put up a new episode of Attract Mode. We just watched Double Dragon. Yeah. I kind of like that movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I go watch that. I kind of want to watch that tonight now. It's good. Let's go watch it. All right, cool. We out. Bye. Later. Later.